Welcome to Run 12-1 Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Justin Gowen. Well, this is Pastor Justin with Run 12-1 Podcast. Hey, uh, thank you for taking the time to stop by and to uh, just be a, I guess, a a reoccurring customer, so to so to speak. Uh, just coming in and and uh, stopping in and listening. And um, here's here's something I ask. Um, I don't make any money from doing this, um, but it would be great if you would maybe copy paste or share this on your thread social media platform. Um, not for my popularity. That's not what I'm here to do. Um, this is simply just to be a supplement for every Christian's diet. Um, I'm not here to try to make a name for myself. I just want to point people to Jesus and people that are already pointed or at Jesus, many of us Christians, to help us to better run the race that God has set us in, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, hence the podcast name being Run 12, 1. So if you would just, you know, maybe click and share it or tell somebody about it, and that way we can maybe get this out there for supplements for other Christians. Um with with that said, um, last week I was having trouble with. Um, well, to be honest, I made a a, a mistake. Um, instead of recording it on Chrome on my platform, um, I I somehow linked up with um, Safari and recorded it there. And I was having all type of issues. I couldn't find my recordings, and um, it due to the fact that I just switched the actual internet access that I was using, and that was the issue. So um, this is. A week late. Actually, I'm still recording it today on the 20, what's the day? The 25th of October. But this was the message that I wanted to use last week. So um, I'm just recording it brand new today. I'm not using a recording from last week and just posting it today. This is live today on the 25th of October. Um, Really where this is headed is it's piggybacking off of what we looked at in the last episode of evidence of a humble or true humble active Christian life. And then also how jealousy is the rage of a man that we see in Proverbs 634. But we see that in Acts chapter 5. And I, I, I would say, probably not just Acts chapter number 5, probably multiple different places throughout Acts and throughout the scriptures of what happens with these religious people or non-religious people. They have a certain lifestyle that they're already used to living. They are all about getting recognition, fame. And when somebody else comes along and gets basically steals the crowd, so to speak, those people who were once in the limelight get jealous. They get filled with bitterness. And if that jealousy and bitterness is not dealt with, it turns into rage. Hence, the Bible tells us through Solomon, God through Solomon in Proverbs 6.34, jealousy is the rage of a man. And that's exactly what we see. We see we we end or not really end, but in verses 12 through verse 16, what we see is, man, the apostles are doing wonderful works for Christ. They are. People are getting saved. People are getting healed. I mean, it's tons of good that's being done. And then it follows up in verse 17 and says this, then the high priest rose up and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees. So you have Sadducees, Pharisees, high priests together, and were filled with indignation. Why? This word indignation is just some deep, deep hatred, intense hatred. Why? Why, why, why? Because 
They were once once in the limelight, and the apostles were. And in fact, I would argue the apostles didn't want to be. They, they were just being active in their Christ-like walk, hence what we looked at last episode. The evidence of a humble, active Christian life is that there will be life happening. There will be salvation happening. There will be healing. They, there, there will be unity. There is just this lump of goodness that comes, al- comes around when you have Christian or Christians being active and humble in their faith. And I won't, I don't believe that they were at all in the limelight for themselves, but for God, but rather the religious people were, let me piggyback on this before I just move on quickly. It just came to my mind. If you or somebody, but let's just look at ourselves. Let's do some personal evaluation here. If there's ever a area in our life that we become upset in, because somebody else is doing that semi-same thing. And people are, you're losing a crowd, so to speak. Hear me. Your purpose of what you were doing was self-focused and not God-focused. It's that plain and simple. When you are God-focused... You'll praise other people, and not in the praising them like being a god, but praising them for doing something similar to than you. You hear churches and their stomping ground. You hear businesses, small businesses, that get upset with this. Um, you even hear cr- about Christians in certain local churches that have, um, you know, that, that that have ministries. That if a ministry in the church is kind of similar and kind of steals the limelight, or just a new ministry pops up, other ministries that were once in a limelight kind of get upset. Hear me. In any arena of life, this goes as a standard. If that kind of upsetness or bitterness sits in, your your purpose, your motive for doing that task was self-centered and not God-centered. Brother and sister, hear me. If it was God-centered, there would be no bitterness involved. And so let's use it as a tool of, an, of, a, of evaluation today. But moving on from that, with those last week, if you missed that, you can, well, not last week, but two weeks ago, the last episode, put it that way. You can go, go back and kind of read about that or listen to that. But let's, let's, let's look at the text today. My main focus is this. You may see it in the actual title. What, when, what do we say? When there is governmental suppression or governmental abuse, what do we do? What do we say? What is our message? I guess that that's the theme. What is our message? What what do we do as Christians? Well, again, I, we can look at the life of Christ, and not as we should, stating number one, the life of Christ. What did he do? It's the same thing we'll see today. He proclaimed truth. He proclaimed himself. He pointed to God. Didn't create some crazy protest to make people look bad. The truth will always set you free, but the truth will also automatically point non-truth. So all you got to do is speak truth. You, you don't have to make a protest against non-truth. All you got to do is just speak the truth. And what truth am I talking about? The truth of the gospel, truth of God's message. How, how do I know that? Well, this text and what we see, 17, we're not going to go through all of it, but 17 through 42, we see that these people in verse 17, the high priests and the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the sect that got 
jealousy, bitterness inside them and get rage, laid their hands in verse 18 on them, put them in common prison in common prison. Then in verse 19 and 20, this is where we get our, what do we do when we are maybe wrongfully accused? What, what do we do when there's, when there is governmental trying to suppress us as Christians or abuse? This is, but the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, go stand and speak in the temple to the people, all the words of this life, period. Now this word of this life, this word life, and if you have a strong concordance is number two, 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 two. So four twos in a row, two, 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 two. It's the Greek word Zoe. It's another word, another name for life, life eternal or eternal life. So what did the angel tell them to do? In the face of adversity, face of governmental suppression, they were telling you better stop. You better shut up. You better stop speaking about Jesus. We're going to lay our hands on you. We're going to hurt you. What, what was the message? What, was, what were they supposed to do? Tuck their tails between their legs and be silent? No, the angel of the Lord said, go and proclaim eternal life. Friend, it, it, it's that simple. It's that simple. Now, is there a time to, to fight for, innoci- uh, for, for, for innocent lives? Is there a time to protect? Is there a time to stand up and, and protect your family? And, 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 you know, and, and instances, this is not what this podcast channel or this podcast episode is about. When is it? Do we use? When do we? How do we defend ourselves? When do we? Maybe one day I'll make one on that. This is simply when it comes with governmental suppression with things of such as the Bible, proclaiming Jesus, worshiping Jesus, corporate worship of Jesus, going out and serving and loving in Jesus's name, having ministries outside the church, and that is being suppressed or, or even physically abused. What do we do? What should we never stop doing? We should never stop proclaiming Jesus. Jesus Jesus is our message. It was their message. It was Jesus's message. And I would say from Adam on up to Jesus, even through the law, the prophets, the message was always God. It was always pointing to Jesus, their king to come. The king came. His message was himself. The king came, lived, died, and resurrected for you and for I, for the world, for our sins. And post his ascension, the message is still Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It has never stopped. And so what do we do? What is our message? How, how should we live? How should we, what should we say? What should be our mannerisms? Simple. Proclaim the gospel. Never stop. Our message is always to live out Christ visually and to speak out Christ verbally. Visual living, John 13, 35. My church knows this. Visual gospel and verbal gospel. What is it? Visual, John 13, 35. By, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples. Jesus was telling his disciples, listen, boys, this is how people are going to visualize. They're going to put visualization to you, to me. How, how, how? What, what, what did he say in the finishing of that verse? By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. That word love, selfless, not selfish, but selfless, sacrificial, servant, acting love. That's what that word is. Selfless, sacrificial love. And that's that, my friend, 
is what God calls us to. That's what God calls us to. Visualizing that. But then also Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Later on, 10, 10, 10, 17, the Bible tells us faith cometh by hearing, Romans 10, 17, and hearing by the word of God. We must visualize, visually live out the gospel, but we, will, but we must most definitely verbalize the gospel because that is how one becomes saved. When an unsaved person, how does an unsaved person get saved? By hearing the verbalization of the gospel. And that's what the message was. We got to live it and we also have to share it. The unfolding of the rest of this chapter, we see the high priest and all his cronies, spiritual cronies come together, go to the prison where they should be, find out that they're not. And somebody runs in, the scene kind of runs in. Hey, um, if you don't already know, the guys that we arrested, they're back down at the temple. And so they run down to the temple. They get down to the temple. They see all these people there. They're scared the people might turn on them. And so they 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 kind of nicely gesture, get over here. They don't lay their hands on them brutally like they did at the beginning in verse 17. They shift and 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 worried. Verse 26, then went the captain, the officers, and brought them without violence. For they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And then they went on and warned them. You have somebody standing up named Gamaliel, very smart doctor of the law, verse 34. And basically what he says through 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, is basically saying, hey guys, if you remember, there was a false prophet, Thudius or Thaddeus in verse 36, who went around and you know, had about about 400 people joined him, but it, nothing came about it because it wasn't of God. And so let's treat it like this. If these disciples are the same way, it's going to be fizzled out. And in fact, they may even be taking care of, of themselves. Somehow they'll end up passing or somebody will slay them. But if this thing is of God, that's what he says in verse 39, but if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it unless you happily be found to fight against God. So very smart. Not to say at this moment in time that he was, we know that Paul was one of his students. He was, so Gamaliel was, a, was an expert in the law, very smart man when it came to the Old Testament Torah, knew it inside and out, great teacher, I believe a wise, wise man, but missed, I think, missed the most important part of the Old Testament, having knowledge, but not wisdom, wisdom in the mindset of who it was talking about Jesus, because where, how he trained Paul was to be zealous and against Christians. And so that's how Paul, what we'll see here in a couple chap- chapters, ends up being. Nonetheless, I think this was a very smart move on Gamaliel, though, to say, hey, if this thing's of God, then there's nothing that you guys are going to do to stop this. So let's just let this play out. And they do. But before they do, these, they, this group of people, they, this group of men, now that the people are kind of away and they kind of isolated this, before they let them go, verse 40, he said, and to him, they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, so they had to get their last punches in, man. They had to get the last say in. They commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. So they still said at the end of the day, stop, sh- shut up and stop speaking about them, which we know did not happen. In fact, we get to chapter six, which will be in next episode about, this, about the seven uh, servants of the church, the first seven, I guess, ordained servants, not I guess it was, but deacons, if you may, deacons that um, 
that they didn't shut up about Christ. In fact, the church still exploded in spiritual growth. So what do we do? What's our message? Government suppression, government abuse, Jesus, Zoe, life eternal. This is Pastor Justin with Run 12.1. God bless. Thanks for taking the time to listen to Run 12.1 podcast. Run your marathon race that God has placed you in. God bless. Mm-hmm.